Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubba Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, Felice with the assist. All right, welcome back to Houston Dynapod Podcast. I am Finister. Man, there's not a lot of news. We have a signing, we have no coach, and we have a schedule. <clears throat> not that the schedule's news, we knew that was coming out. So we're going to jump into it, and uh, oh my god, do I have some two funny stories for you. One is extremely awkward and mortifying. The other is more like, oh, let's wait and see. See how this plays out. So, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I went to a party... What weekend is it? Last weekend? Yeah, last weekend. A co-worker's party. And I've been over there before. They're lovely people. Um, she's attractive. Husband is extremely successful. But I always got this weird feeling, right? Like, they're too nice. And maybe that's because I'm not used to people being nice to me. Because, uh, mm. I don't know, if you've listened, you'd understand. But uh, I haven't always been the best person in the world for a long time. But they're very, very nice. And I started to get this vibe because they continually brought up opportunities for me to come over. Hey, come do your laundry. Hey, come help me build a fence. Hey, come stay at the beach house with us one weekend. And I start to think, is, this, is it happening? Have I finally been targeted and I'm being groomed to be the, uh, the third member in a bedroom slumber party? Perhaps. It was, it was definitely awkward. And I will just go on the record and say that I'll do it. Sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, as long as it's not weird. You know, like no uh, sword fighting, I guess you could say. That'd be, I don't know. <laughs> See, your Schwartz is as big as mine. So that's story one. And that's, that's a quickie. Uh, this next one is it's absolutely horrifying. So I wasn't feeling well Monday night at all. I decided, you know what, I'm not going to work Tuesday. So took the day off, stayed home. And I'm sitting there, not feeling great, and I want to sleep. Like, I, I wanted to sleep. And I start thinking, you know what? I know there's something I can do that will definitely help me take a nap. So I got some candles. I lit the, I lit the candles. I turned the lights off. And I hooked my computer up to the 70-inch TV in my living room. Now, my living room is not very big, so my 70-inch TV is fucking huge. And I decided I was going to have a little one-on-one -on -one time with old Mr. Fenister. It's going to get to know little Finn, you know, the guy down south. <clears throat> so uh, the, the, the events begin, and my phone goes off, and it's a text message from my mother. And it says, hey, did you get your special delivery? I'm thinking, what the fuck is she talking about? Special delivery. So I pause. I pause the film that I'm watching. And I call her. And I say, hey, what do you mean special delivery? She goes, it should be outside your door right about now. Go ahead and open your door. So at this time, I had to put shorts on. Because if you haven't picked up the gist of what was going on in my living room, I don't know what to tell you. So I put shorts on backwards, I opened the door, and 50 feet from my apartment are my mother and father. And 
I, man, I've never, I've never been caught doing this by anyone. No, not by anyone. Caught my ex-wife doing it once. That was funny. Never been caught. The last time I even came close, uh, DSL was the way we connected to the internet. God, that was, fuck, 20 years ago. So I quickly closed the door and I closed the deadbolt and I put the other lock on because they have a key. And sure as shit, they start banging on the door. What are you doing? And I didn't know what to tell them. So I meekly said, you're going to have to give me a minute. I was having a moment alone. My dad's like, open the door. So I just told him, came out flat and said it. I said, dad, I can't. I was masturbating and now I need to straighten this place up for a minute. Holy shit. It, not a feeling I would ever want to feel again, ever. Uh, it's, ugh, it's weird. You know, here's the thing. Parents, I'm a parent. Most of you are probably parents. If you have a son and they live alone, give them a heads up when you're coming over. Because I tried to explain to my mother. I was like, Mom, what if I had company over? She goes, that's fine. We just would have met her. Met her. I'm like, no, what if you didn't know who she was? What if I've never told you about her? What if it was just some skanky-ass hoe from down the way? You know, give us a heads up. That's why I really like Find My Friends. Especially, like, oh my God. Especially if you have a girlfriend or a wife or a husband for, to the 11% of the females that listen. Uh, that's not a situation you want. And <laughs> my mom's like, what's wrong with your hair? I was like, fuck I don't want to talk about this anymore. I, I cannot remember the last... It was, it was the most awkward 10 minutes with my parents that I've had in a long time. That I have had in a long time. And uh, what's odd is I kept getting this strange feeling that they were going to pop in. They knew I was home. They knew I wasn't feeling well. Of course, my father, the first thing he says is, you don't look too sick. Fuck. Anyway, now that I've embarrassed myself to you, and to my parents. Let's talk about Daniel Steres, which the first thing I'm going to say is I'm glad his name is pronounced Steres because if it's Steers, there's a saying about Texas and Steers that I can't say anymore. I think we stopped being able to say that one in about 2015 or 16. Granted, looking back, it was never an appropriate saying, but it was socially acceptable for quite some time, thanks to Hollywood. I think it was a Harvey Weinstein movie that quoted that one. So, <clears throat> for those of you that are upset or disappointed with this, let me first tell you that the LA Galaxy are paying us to take him. The Galaxy retained a portion of his budget charge in 2022. So we're not even paying full price. We paid, we gave them a third round draft pick, 60th overall, and we know typically that third round picks don't usually pan out. You don't usually. And, you know, if you follow us this year, our first round pick hasn't fucking panned out yet at all. We don't even know where he is. Where is he? Is he real? His fucking, is Matt Jordan the only one that can see him? Ew, I said the name. So, Status is 31 years old and he is from Burbank, California. He's six foot tall, which is in my book, if you're a defender, you're a center back, which he is. Six feet and up is what you need to be. The problem I have with him is he's right footed and we need a left footed center back. Unless. The Sam Junka left side of the 4-3 is going to be permanent. Because Hadibi's left-footed, Junka's left-footed, 
Lundquist is left-footed. Everybody else is right-footed. Now, before I go into all these numbers, thank you, Christian and Rudy, for mentioning that I would do this. Here it is. And you guys compared him to a minor Figueroa or an Alejandro Funmayor. I don't... He's way better than Funmayor. Career-wise, is he better than Figueroa? No. I don't think so. I mean, this guy at this age right now, appears to be on the downside of his career. If you look at the minutes played and matches started per season, this season he was named to the squad 27 times. 13 of those were starts, five substitutions, and there were nine times he didn't enter the match. But he also didn't appear early on. So I don't know if it was COVID or lack of fitness, but he didn't appear for a while. And then once he kind of was introduced, he was regular as being named to the squad. Career-wise, 240 matches, 20 goals, four assists, 26 yellow cards, and two red cards. He has a lot of goals for a defender. A lot of that is because when he was younger, which we're going to get to. So as a youth, he, uh, he won a Dallas Cup championship as a U19 in California. Started all four years for the Calabasas High School Coyotes. Twice was an all-league selection, and he was an all-California interscholastic federation selection. So he was good. Is good, right? He's a pro athlete. <clears throat> we know he's good. He got a scholarship to San Diego State University, good old Aztecs, and he was there from 2008 to 2011, which I like that. I like that he finished. You know? I do. I think finishing college is, a, is a very important for young athletes because I didn't really know shit until I was about 34, and these guys are 18, 19. I know how dumb I was. I'm sure he wasn't as dumb as me. But let's move on. So in 2008, he was the Courtyard Marriott, San Diego Central Most Valuable Defensive Player. Sounds like just a way for Marriott to advertise to the San Diego students and supporters. He was the all-tournament team in 2009. He was an all-Pac-10 honorable mention as well. He made the Pac-10 All-Academic Team, Courtyard Marriott Team again. And in 2010, he was an All-Pac-10 Second Team player. So his accolade list is it's pretty nice. So he was drafted 28th overall in the 2012 draft by Chivas. He did not sign with them. In fact, he was selected in the waiver draft by the Sounders in 2012 and mostly played center back. Now... 2013, he leaves Seattle. He signs with the Wilmington, that's in North Carolina, not Delaware, the Wilmington Hammerheads in the Premier Development League. He led this team in goals with seven and had three assists. That's why his goals and assist numbers look so high. Apparently, he was good enough to play wherever the fuck they needed him in the PDL back when it existed. He was the team's most valuable player, and he was named to the 2013 USL Pro All-League Second Team. Again, another reason to look at USL for players. Why we don't Poach from there more is beyond me. So following that badass season, he signs for the LA Galaxy 2, and he was named captain. That year, they win the USL Championship. He was defender of the year both seasons for the Galaxy 2, and he won a first-team contract in 2015. He also scored on his debut against DC United off a corner kick using his head. He was re-signed in 2019 for his fifth season, and at that point, he'd made 102 appearances 94 of those were starts and seven goals to assists from the defender position. He was 
up until they traded him, the longest tenured player on the squad. So to me, that looks like they see he's on the downside of his career. Let's get rid of him. But I mean, he was born in 1990, so he's 31 years old. He's got, for MLS, in my opinion, which I don't know what how valuable that is, uh, you can be productive as a center back, mm, a real center back, a starter, until you're 34 or 35, I think. Unless you're one of these European guys that's just like here for a vacation, early retirement. So he still has some years left on the tires. I know a lot of you aren't happy. This isn't the prolific signing we wanted, but it fits a need. We need depth at the defender position. We still need depth at left back and right back and the midfield and striker. Basically, we need depth everywhere. And this is just a start. So in 2018, did you know this? Here's the fun fact about Daniel. He was inducted into the Southern California Jewish Sports Hall of Fame. So there's a fun fact. He's Jewish. You know, we've talked about targeting demographics on this podcast, I don't know how many times. Dozens. There goes Pat. Pat identified a specific demographic, and he went after it. So I am expecting to see a lot more uh, yarmulkes being worn at PNC Stadium this season in support of Daniel Steris. Uh, I hope the Jewish population really turns out to support one of our own, one of their own. I'm not Jewish, so I, I don't think he's one of my own. But yeah... Yeah, not a not a sexy signing. But when's the last time we had a sexy signing? Quintero was kind of sexy. After that, there really hasn't been one. Now they released the schedule, and somebody posted on Twitter, "What game are you most looking forward to?" And for me, it's the first one. It's the first match. We're home. We we usually win the opener at home, and I, I want to see where we are now. And we don't know where we're going to be, but we know where we were. And oh man, were we bad. We were quite awful. So I want to see what we look like. I want to see this new style. I want to see... Because, I mean, counterattacking football is great. But, dude, it's, it's very um, nerve-wracking for the team that's playing the counterattacking football because you just soak up the pressure, you let them in deep, you wait back, and then it's, what, 10 to 15 seconds of organized football and you hope for a goal. And if it doesn't work, they got the ball back and you get to sit and pucker your butthole for a little bit longer. Not a huge fan of counterattacking football. If I had to rate what team I'd like to pl- what, what team I like watching most, unfortunately it's Man City. They have the best team in the world. Uh, a top three coach in Guardiola, and it's just really, really pretty football. But it helps when the players are good. So one thing we'd all love to know, but we don't. Where is our coach? Where are the rumors? I mean, we interviewed Lucy Gonzalez, and he's, he's gone. Uh, Jesse Marsh was brought up. A lot of you still hate him for what happened here. Whatever. Different regime, different owner, different general manager. I would like the best available coach that wants to come here. That also fits Pat's vision. I'm beginning to wonder if there's a stigma about coming here, if you consider how many coaches we've run through. Uh, and if you look at our past 10 seasons, it, it's a lot like my, my, my dating profile. It's not very attractive to potential suitors. So what's going on? Even though we were named the number two hotbed soccer city behind El Paso, yeah, like Texas is loaded with potential soccer juggernauts, but none of our MLS teams made the playoffs. Ah. Uh, too many football players here. So, 
Stettis is a is a is a dynamo player. We have no coach, and we know the schedule. I was kind of glad to not see real long road trips, but if you look in the summer, once again it gets kind of brutal, and that's that's tough, man. We already know you already know it's tough to play on the road in MLS because of the distance, and then because it's so hot here in the summer, it appears to me like whoever does the scheduling tries to avoid a lot of home games here, which is smart. But man, when I look and I see seven games and five are on the road, it's like, dude, I. If we can pull, oh God, what, nine points? If we can pull seven from those seven, shit, that's where we are. We're like, yo, a point a game with that many road games. That's what we've been, that's what we've been groomed to want. We've been groomed to expect, to expect a maximum of a point on the road. And whoever they bring in, I hope they change that, man, because teams do win on the road. New England won a lot on the road. Hell, New York just won on the road and beat Portland. Yeah, the same Portland that we played better than and then gave the game away after they uh, they subbed and we didn't. So, kids, boys, girls, that's it. This is your little player profile on Daniel Status. It's also a glimpse into my <laughs> horrific personal life. Um, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about with them the next time I see them. It'll be interesting. Hey, how about, how about that coffee? Was it good? Oh, you know what's the gross thing? As on the way out, my mother looks at me and she goes, your doorknob's slippery. Yeah. It's because when we take the time out alone, we do it right. There's no like, it's not a race. It's not a track meet. It's a marathon. So like, share, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, If you guys haven't listened to the new official Dynamo Theory podcast, I really like the addition of Rudy. Rudy and Christian go pretty well together. And Noodle Time is up and running. I am just waiting. Waiting for more news. There's not much to talk about, aside from my embarrassing stories. And Daniel Stettis, who I hope his name is not pronounced Steers. That's it. Houston Dynapod Podcast. I am Finister. Um, shit. I'll see you whenever fucking Pat Onstead makes a move. And as always, go Dynamo. The lease is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubba Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right. Elise with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's familiar with failure. Check them out. Badass band. 